This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7, the ticket veteran and Ortega connoisseur, Jake Bakoven. I like Ortega and I like Pepper. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. Hold up, wait a minute. You are on the block with Stricken Bach. E. Strick here and my partner Jake Bachman every night. Monday through Friday, 4 to 6, right here on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com, and on all streaming platforms. We appreciate you for joining us tonight. Hopefully, you've been enjoying the show as far as uh, it's been some quite enlightening conversations that's been going on. We know that Russell and, uh, and Ciara have a dog called Bronco. We, we learned some <laughs> we great learned information. Things. Yeah. <laughs> It's <laughs> a great information. We learned that they've got a dog called Bronco. And uh no, but there's a lot of trouble going on out in Vegas. We we talked about that. Great playoff series going on right now. Uh two to two in 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 in, in the, the uh Miami Sixers series, two to two in the Dallas Phoenix series. And we're gonna see what's gonna happen with Milwaukee. Maybe Milwaukee can get it done. Uh, but it's going to be interesting as to how it all plays out. But right now, we're going to talk about the Huskers. The Huskers have found themselves doing well as other teams in Vegas aren't doing well right now. Maybe the hockey team is doing well, but the Ra- the Raiders are kind of having a little upheaval going on internally right now. But Vegas has the Huskers betting that they are going to win seven-something games. And look. Check this out, Bach. I found it very interesting that they're basically saying when they look at the the information, so you got, let's look at some Big Ten teams, right? Mm -hmm. And we have Ohio State by the AP and the coaches have them three and four. Vegas has them three. They have Michigan four and five. AP four, coaches five. Vegas has them four. Then you go to Wisconsin, and we start to see some discrepancies happen. Wisconsin, nine in the AP. Coaches got them 12. Vegas is a little drop. They got them 14. Then you go down to Michigan State, AP, 12. Coaches, eight. They're not rated by Vegas. (laughs) Wow. Then you go to Iowa, AP's got them 13, coaches got them 11, and Vegas has them 20. Now let's talk about the Huskers. The AP has the Huskers 33. The coaches have them 29. And where do you think Vegas has them, Boxster? Vegas seems to like them. So I'd love to go with, uh, well, I think there's a discrepancy maybe. Let's go with with, uh, 25. Good look, Bach, but not so good a look. Vegas has it better than you got it at 19. Oh, my goodness. Now, tell me. Tell me. Vegas, now, listen, they got money on the line. There's a lot of money out there that's on the line. What does the Huskers have to do to make Vegas right? 
but Vegas don't just put it out there, just carte blanche. They don't just throw numbers out there to the wind. They do a lot of research. And at this point, they've got it at 19. How do you see it? And what do you think Vegas has, uh, basically, what do you think the Huskers have to do to make Vegas right? I, I think that there's a, a few things there. I, I do. I, I will say this. I do think Nebraska does get the benefit of the doubt, much like the Notre Dames or the USC's or the Michigans in the past. You now they're they're actually good, but teams that aren't very good at you know from one year to the next, and then you think, well, they're going to jump up. They got a big brand, and when you see them start winning, when they look like they're beating a, a formidable foe, there you start to believe in them. And and you know the recruiting numbers will stand by it, and you know the different the amount of money they put into it, so you can believe that they can rise quicker. Maybe then uh, a pit team that's kind of coming out of nowhere or whatever. But um, so maybe that's kind of what's going on in there. But I, I just don't see it. For me, I'm a, I'm a Husker fan that's, you know, four years into this experiment, five years since I've seen Nebraska go to a bowl game. Um, I, I want to see winning on the field before I start projecting them upward uh, and getting out of there. Now, I think they've put a good uh, group together as far as the coaching staff. I think that they've used the transfer portal well. Uh, I think that they did miss on keeping a couple guys around that ended up going to the NFL. Um, maybe now that we've seen the NFL draft number, you could say, well, Cam Jurgens made a good decision to leave, and and maybe he did. But one of the again, one of the best recruiting um, wins that I think Bo Pelini ever had was recruiting Dominican Sue from being a second round pick or a late first round pick to come back another year and prove that he can be a top five pick. I don't know if Cam Jurgens had that potential, but you know maybe he could have done that. Certainly, Austin Allen uh, would be basically what this offense is built around if you're able to bring him back. He ends up going undrafted. So, I mean, they, they've kind of been up and down. We'd like to focus on the up, <laughs> um, but uh, there have been some misses out there. Um, but I do think that they've, they've put together a good group. I think Mark Whipple leads that off more than anything. Um, to me, I, I was worried about the defensive line. I think that if they get a few more bodies on the defensive line, that can help out. The offensive line is the same way. You're not going to win the Big Ten if your defensive line and your offensive line are your weakness on either side of the ball. Um, so the offensive line, to me, needs to come a long way. If the offensive line was good last year, um, and I'm saying good, not like passable at times, I think that that makes the difference in a bunch of the games. Maybe Wandale would have made the difference if he, had he kept him around in some of those games. So if I'm if I'm talking about living up to the expectations, winning seven games, or you know, kind of flirting with the top twenty-five at times, I think the offensive line needs to make major strides. I still think football is about you know that front line, and that's going to impact everything that Casey uh, Thompson can do. Uh, you know, obviously getting the run game going. I think they have a good stable of backs if they can have some good run blocking. Not just against Northwestern. There's going to be games where you, you win the size battle, and um, obviously, you know, you, you look like the offensive line of old. But when you're playing against those good teams, um, and you want to make some noise in college football, you want to beat a Michigan, you want to beat an Oklahoma. Um, you can't just rely so much, I don't think, on big plays like they did last year without Samari Toure, even without Adrian Martinez, who could scramble, you know, 70 yard downfield. I think they're going to need more of a consistent offense, and for that, I think they need better line play. Yeah, they're going to have to move the ball. They're going to have to be consistent, disciplined, not as many penalties. They seem to get better at that as you got into the season. I think early on it was very troubling to watch some of the discipline issues, especially, uh, uh, you know, the special teams has also got to make up some of that distance there uh, as well. But I I totally agree with you. And and here's the – I want to hear from you on the – Honda Lincoln, I want to hear – I want to hear a couple of callers. I I, I definitely would – you know, does Vegas is Vegas tripping or is Vegas trying to give you some money? Are they basically trying to basically put allow you to put your hundred dollars in the mix 
and get paid. I want to hear from you at 402-464-5685. Love to hear on the Sauter Heyman text line as well. A couple of, of you guys chiming in. But again, I have to really go back to the point that sports books aren't in the business of losing money, incentivizing gamblers to bet the under. And right now with the struggles that Nebraska has, is there something in the ethersphere, in the atmosphere, in 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 the metasphere, whatever you want to call it, that's going on right now? Or is somebody tripping and are they just back there drinking on Thirsty Thursday like we do? And then all of a sudden they're they're losing their minds in the betting pools. So I really do. I mean, because when you really look at it, Nebraska is breaking in a new offense with coaches. They're also lost a lot of playmakers on their defense. But the scale, but the schedule is manageable. Yeah. So I don't know, man. But I definitely would love to hear from you guys. I, I love to hear your perspective on this because I'm I'm kind of at a loss for words. That actually did surprise me. Um, you know, it, they're, they're coming in at 7.9 in, in wins, which is basically an eight-win uh, projection. And so at this point, you know, how, how, do you, how do you see it? I want to hear from the fans, from the Husker faithful on the Sarah Heyman text line once again at 402-464-5685 or on the uh, – on the uh, Honda Lincoln Hotline at four zero two four six four five six eight five. Bach, I'm 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 really perturbed. I'm, you know, but listen, I'm not a super betting man. Every now, I might. Hey, listen, I might throw a little paperwork down on this one, and and maybe bet the under. Yeah, I know. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Maybe this is an opportunity to make some money. And it's not that I'm, you know, you're not cheering against Nebraska. Or I'm not cheering against the Nebraska. Yeah. No, I'm not cheering against them. But, but I mean, oh, no, I, there's a little money out there to be made. To me, the goal is to get to six, to get to seven. When you Once you put it up to seven and a half or above that, I mean, I, I just don't see that happening in a regular season in which you're you're playing all the same Big Ten West opponents. I mean, you can talk about – not having Ohio State and the crossover games and, and stuff like that on there, and, and, and that's appreciated. But you you, you still got to take care of Minnesota. still got to take care of Purdue. I'm not even talking you about – still got to go to Ireland. We ain't even talking about going go to Ireland. Uh, yeah. Fitzgerald is very capable of throwing something together to make it, make it hurt for you. Yeah, I mean, he's had turnarounds before. They don't necessarily get off to the best starts either out there in Northwestern. But, you know, that's kind of a game that maybe you would think – otherwise, yeah, give Nebraska the W. But there is the Ireland factor. Maybe it's, you know, traveling halfway across the world – Throws a wrench into it. Also, you know, it's week zero. How you performed against Illinois last year. Illinois is another team. So, you know, Wisconsin, Iowa, I don't even really talk about. Michigan, I, I think that they could beat them. They were close to beating them last year. Uh, one of the most entertaining game I've ever seen with some of the weirdest calls. Um, so I can't wait for Harbaugh Frost again. But, it, you know, it might be the last one. And I think that there's a pretty good opportunity that that happens if Nebraska doesn't reach these goals that, that you know, kind of Vegas is kind of setting out for them. Again, I, I, I hate to say it because I don't necessarily want it to be the standard or to be um, the expectation, but it's been five years, guys. If Nebraska finishes above 500, that's a step forward. 
to, to all of a sudden believe that they're going to win eight or nine, you know, maybe it can't, it doesn't all, you know, sometimes it doesn't have to happen um, over time. It can happen all at once. I just see this, this team with a thin margin of error with a, a lot needing to go right and reverse the course of what you've been doing against your Big Ten opponents. I mean, you could talk about easier schedule, but again, the Big Ten West is the Big Ten West, and it's not the most formidable group of teams, but it is a team that, that, that routinely outcoaches Scott Frost has so far in his tenure here. You can talk about home games versus away games. Frost isn't a whole, you know, there's not a whole lot of statistics for me to look back at. Four years isn't one year. Four years isn't two years. Four years good sample size. is a good sample size now. And yeah. there's just not a lot of numbers there. And I thought Trev, Trev Alberts did a wonderful decision when he came back. I thought it was kind of odd at the time, but it makes so much sense. Kind of takes away my punching ability as, you know, as a, as a media personality is when he said, yeah, there are really no numbers that, that tell you this thing's going to reverse course. Hasn't happened in college football history. You know, that that sort of thing, that, you know, I I, I agree that, you know, we're sticking with him because he's a brother, and, and if anybody should get another shot, it's him. Like, I, I agree with that, and I agree, with, you know, with somewhat with the patience of coming along with a guy that has gone undefeated in college football. I don't care where you go, go undefeated, whether it's Central Florida or, you know, in a, in a Power 5 conference. It's really difficult to do that. So there's there's got to be something there, but Nebraska can't wait forever for Scott Frost to find it, or maybe whatever is there is no longer there. Who knows? Um, but I just I, I think that you're asking a lot for a major turnaround this year with basically, as I see it, throwing a lot against the wall and hoping, and, and you got to hope just like in recruiting that 50% of it sticks. If that happens, you might go to, you might get to 500. You might, you know, eke your way to seven wins, but you need a lot more of it to stick to get to eight, nine wins and be in the top 25 type of talk. I mean, the one that throws me for the real loop is the Michigan State situation. I mean, I you normally see that coaches, they dig into it a little bit. They look into the rosters. They look into what they've got to prepare for. They look into who they have coming back and, 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 and what the possibilities are. And for them to place Michigan State in 12 and 8, the coaches believe even more in that. And someone who basically came in, transfer portaled you to death, and beat the tell out of you in the Big Ten. And Vegas is basically saying, <laughs> kick rocks. You guys don't have a chance. <laughs> That's crazy to me. But the same thing with Iowa. I mean, they're, they've got Iowa in the top 15 area, and then Vegas is like, hmm, uh, uh, say what you will. They, they ain't got it. And then a 10-point discrepancy between the coaches, and even more than that, add an extra, you know, four to that for uh, – uh, the AP and Vegas has got you in the top 20. That's crazy. Yeah. And I, and Michigan state's one that I do expect to drop off a little bit. I know that they just signed uh, their, their head coach to a, a major extension, but Kenny Walker, I think carried that team quite a bit and uh, their defense wasn't very good. So maybe they can kind of patch that up, but um, you know, I don't know if Peyton Thorne's ready to lead that into another top 15 finish. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, let's head to the uh, Sarder Heyman text line, four two four six four five six eight five. If you want to jump in on the conversation, Jay Lincoln said, honestly, I don't get it with all the unknowns going into next season. Why would there be such, a swing in a positive direction given all the new faces and coaches that's how i'm seeing it. it's possible you know it's college football these things happen uh i just wouldn't predict it or put money on it which i guess vegas is asking you i to put do. money on it <laughs> you're putting money against it 
Uh, oh. Gary says, don't be surprised if the offense looks similar to last year. Remember, Whipple is learning previous terminology. The offense wasn't broke either. Get them an offensive line, and last year uh, becomes a major success. And I, I can agree with that. I think there's part of this idea that the, the Frost offense doesn't work at all when it was – you know, n- number two in rushing in the, in the Big Ten. And, you know, it had its moments behind a completely broken offensive line. It was very difficult to get those type of numbers behind that. But, uh, you know, they, they're, they're kind of moving on. I expect it to be a little bit uh, a little bit different. I, I, I think the offense will be a little bit different. I, you know, Whipple learning that terminology, I think, is more for one guy to learn different terminology rather than him coming in and making everybody learn different mm-hmm. terminology. I think that would be a little bit more difficult of a, of a crossover there. Uh, another Texan says, Bets are a two-way street. It's bait. <laughs> so I think that that's certainly a possibility with Nebraska. Um, like I was saying, kind of with the USC's, the Notre Dame's, the the the, the, the um, teams that have a, a you know a follow a, a strong backing, um, you might be able to trick them into thinking they're having a pretty good year coming up. Uh, Jesse said, "I hope they're right, but I wouldn't put one dollar on them going uh, seven plus games and be rated at the end of the year." Um, so he's not believing in it too much. And Thunder says, "Good to see you are putting down the Kool Aid." I started a Huskers anonymous for the fans that can't seem to put down the Kool-Aid. Um, it's a, uh, it's, it, I, I hate to be, I hate to be the guy that kind of, you know, um, that brings you down a little bit. I just, I, I think if you're staying in this, in kind of real expectations, the, the eight, nine win crowd, um, c- again, could be right. It could happen. Uh, I just don't think that those are realistic expectations for the, 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 the struggles that the program's gone through. Um, just the roster that they have, they just need a lot a lot of their their gambles in the transfer portal to go right, and you know it's that's not usually the way the transfer portal works. I am Morpheus right now. You can see my ball head. If you're streaming with us on YouTube or Spotify or whatever, you can see I got a little ball head. I'm Morpheus right now. I've got the red pill, and you can take this red pill, and I can show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Or you can take this blue pill, and I can basically put you back to sleep, and you go back and live your life. Right now, what I'm seeing with this Vegas situation is that if you take this red pill, you're going to be stuck in the Nebuchadnezzar out there in the middle of a desert that has been blown up, and you don't know where the heck happened to the life that you just was left. <laughs> right? That That's how it feels right now. It's like you're you're in the desert of the real. The desert of the real in this particular situation, as Morpheus said in The Matrix, is basically realistic situations. There's nothing to tell us that eight wins. If eight wins happy happen, I'm going to the brass rail. I'm going to be the first one at Barry's. I'm going to be toasting it up with every one of y'all. I would love to see it, but there's nothing in the line offensively right now mm-hmm. that tells me that's the case. There's nothing in the defensive line that still has major holes in a Big Ten West that likes to pound you. There's still some uncertainties about, you know, how is O'Shawn Mathis going to do? How is Caleb Tanner and that group? What is the secondary going to be like? Who is actually going to be the guys that are going to solidify that? Who's going to be your bell cow? You know what I'm saying? I mean, you can see some tidbits of it, but are you willing to bank on it and put your money down? That's the tip we got to basically take. <laughs> Unfortunately, we've up against it. Do we have anybody on the call line or anybody I want to take before we go to break? If not, we're going to take a break 
And we'll come back and maybe we'll hear from you at 402-464-5685. I believe we'll Cole is there, actually. Huh? I think it's Cole. Is Cole there? Cole back? Paul. Oh, it's Paul. It's, yeah, somebody wrote Cole. Paul. Paul, that's good enough, though. Talk to me, Paul. What do you right? think, man? Is it is it uh, crazy? Is it pie-in-the-sky yeah. thinking? You know, I the Vegas thing's got me kind of dumbfounded. I don't see it either. I want to see it, but, you know, kind of like what they you guys have been saying, I just... I've been fooled too many times with Frost, and I, I want to believe in him, you know, and all that stuff, but I, I just got to see it first. But I do mm-hmm. get the optimism, you know. I, I think maybe Frost did get a little humbled, whether he wanted to or not. I think Trev humbled Frost and made him bring in some coaches. I like the coaches he brought in. They know how to win. You know, they know what they're doing, and I know it won't change overnight, but – it's, it's a fresh start. You know, I love Martinez, and I think he got way too much blame for the things that happened. And it wasn't all on him, but I think getting a new quarterback in there is going to be a world of difference. So then just last thing real fast, I watched a uh, video with um, uh, Will Compton and Taylor Lewan, and they interviewed Garrett Nelson. And if you guys haven't seen that, you need to go watch it. There are still young kids in Nebraska – that understand that what it means to be a Nebraska football player. That kid's intensity is. Oh, I think we just lost him as he was uh, getting to his. Uh, Ooh, he was about to dig in on. Oh his... yeah. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. But he, he said something that uh, before we take a break and we're going to take a break and we'll be back, but with hitting the hardwood with strict, but what he said is is very reminiscent because I've lived in Texas a long time, Boxster. And it's similar to the way the Cowboys fans are. It's like they build you up to break your heart. And I, I don't want this to be the case with, with the Huskers, but at the end of the day, they kind of build you up. We're going to uh, we're going to take Bob. We got Bob. Yeah, we Bob, got Bob popped in on us. We're going to take Bob before we go to break. How about us, Bob? How you doing? Hey, doing all right, Eric. Hey, uh, Eric, uh, just before I uh, talk about that, uh, hey, I enjoyed uh, watching you play uh, basketball for uh, Nebraska. And when you guys won the Big Eight, uh, I was working event staff at the time. And there was a a wrestling tournament in Lincoln uh, for high school. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the players, I asked, came through the back door, the back, the, the back garage there by Bob Van at Bob Banning, and uh, I made a comment that, you know, I'd love to have, you know, I'd love to get you guys together and uh, get a basketball. Well, about, oh, about an hour later, I had a basketball with all you guys' autograph, and I thought that was just so awesome. Because I'm, I'm, I'm for the people, Bob. <laughs> Hey, uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna you, okay? I I don't care what people are talking about. I don't care what people thinking. They didn't bring this coaching staff in here, and this coach and Mickey and them didn't come in here just for one year, okay? Mm-hmm. And with that being said, I do look for a great big turnaround. Oh. And they didn't they didn't want to show nothing because. It's all going to be put together, and you're going to see it a little bit of it at Northwestern. I think you're going to see a lot more of it in 
in Oklahoma at, in uh, when Oklahoma gets here. Mm-hmm. I still say until it's proven wrong, Nebraska's going to be a big turnaround and going to run the tables. I love I really Bob's feel energy. Nebraska's going to be running the tables. Um, you know, they're going to get what they need. They're going to, you know, and Whipple is is going to be running the offense. He's going to be calling the plays, and you know, and that. And I think we're going to see, uh, you know, a good mix of the run and the pass. And yeah, he they say he's pass happy, but you know, these running backs didn't get here just to block, mm-hmm. and the receivers didn't get here just to just to block. So you know, there's going to be a mix, and when you're not expecting to run, we're gonna we're gonna pass it on you. Remember, oh. go back to Texas. Remember when Texas we were playing in the, um, and we had and we had Texas. Uh, all we had to do was stop them, and nobody was expecting that pass, mm-hmm. and they picked that first down up, and there was the game. I think Nebraska's yep. going to do that. I you know, Nebraska's going to show some wrinkles. Of the Scott Frost, and you know, I, I believe we're going to do some of the option, but okay. you know, I deal we, it, we don't know. But well, gonna... that's good. That's good to know, Bob, that you basically have have basically laid down the gauntlet that we have an expectation that we're not going to see. There's it's going to be like a child gender reveal. You know, it's going to that's what you're basically saying. We don't know if it's a boy. We don't know if it's a girl. But uh, when we get there and we arrive and the curtain opens up, then there's going to be a big gender reveal and it's going to be the Huskers running the table. I would love to see it, to, 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 to be honest. And we thank you for calling in, Bob. But we, we got to run to a break right now, man. We got to pay some bills. We got to get over there. But thank you for calling in. We thank all of you for joining in as well. Paul, thank you for your call in. And also everybody that chimed in on the uh, Soder Heyman text line. We're going to be right back and we're hitting the hard. We'll talk a little bit about NBA playoffs and a, and a few things that's going on right there when we get back right after this on the block. 